And I just want to say a word of thanks to you as a congregation. It is good to be back. It's good to be with you. Thank you. Thank you to the Sunrise Servant Team, our leaders. Thank you to our staff, Martin Mora, Flori, and Greg, uh, for the gift. Thanks to all of you for the gift of this time of refreshment. We helped our son and his wife to move out of state. I got to see my parents, uh, had not seen them since 2019, so that was very important to me. And we're back, we're refreshed and excited to go forward, so thank you very much. Gracias por el tiempo que ustedes permitieron que mi esposa y yo pudiéramos estar de vacaciones y con nuestra familia. So this morning, I want to invite you to open up to the book of Psalms, which is right in the middle of the Bible. We're going to be looking at Psalm number 91, the first 10 verses are what I'm going to read here initially. Vamos a leer del Salmo 91, versículos 1 al 10. And we're, what we're doing is we're picking up a message series that I began in June, uh, in May actually, and this is a summer message series looking at Psalms that we can pray, looking at psalms that help us and teach us about prayer. Estamos mirando salmos que podemos orar, parte de una serie que comencé antes. So I want to read these verses from Psalm 91, first in English, then I'll read it again in Spanish so that we can all benefit from what God's word is saying. Voy a leer primero en inglés, luego en español. This is God's word. Let's hear. Let's open up and hear what it has to say. Escuchemos bien la palabra de Dios. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. El que habita al abrigo del Altísimo se acoge a la sombra del Todopoderoso. Yo le digo al Señor, tú eres mi refugio, mi fortaleza, el Dios en quien confío. Solo Él puede librarte de las trampas del cazador y de mortíferas plagas. Pues te cubrirá con sus plumas y bajo sus alas hallarás refugio. Su verdad será tu escudo y tu baluarte. No temerás el terror de la noche, ni la flecha que vuela de día, ni la peste que acecha en las sombras, ni la plaga que destruye a mediodía. Podrán caer mil a tu izquierda y diez mil a tu derecha, pero a ti no te afectará. No tendrás más que abrir bien los ojos para ver a los impíos recibir su merecido. Ya que has puesto al Señor por tu refugio, al Altísimo por tu protección, ningún mal habrá de sobrevenirte, ninguna Calamidad llegará a tu hogar. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but over the last few years, there has been this ongoing debate in our society 
about the value of what are called safe spaces. Maybe you've heard of that. Un debate sobre el valor de los espacios seguros. What are safe spaces? Well, these are designated areas, designated zones on college campuses, university campuses, where students can supposedly go and they can, they can find a place that's protected uh, from some of the discussions and ideas and thoughts Uh, that they find to be dangerous to them. Es un lugar, una zona donde los estudiantes de universidad pueden ir para estar fuera del debate de controversias. It's supposed to be a safe space. Now, those who are in favor of this say that young people can be very easily traumatized by ideas and arguments and thoughts that they find to be offensive. It can traumatize them. Los jóvenes pueden ser traumatizados por ideas peligrosas, dicen algunos. And so what they need is they need to have a, a, a place of refuge. Young people are fragile. And, and so they've got to have a spot where they can go and be protected from the constant bombardment of, of debates and ideas and thoughts. Tienen que encontrar un refugio, un lugar donde están libres de los debates y las controversias del día. They need a safe space. Now, those who are against this idea say that Safe spaces really do not create healthy minds. Safe spaces really create closed minds. Otros dicen que eso no crea una mente sana, sino una mente cerrada. I mean, college, university, is not meant to be a safe space. It's meant to be an open space. A place where young people can come and open up their minds and, and learn and where there can be an exchange of ideas and thoughts and opinions. Las universidades no son lugares seguros, sino lugares abiertos donde pueden debatir muchos temas. And so just because you throw up a rope, just because you, you know, put some duct tape down and, and draw a line or something like that does not guarantee that anybody's going to be safe. It doesn't work that way. Si pones un límite, eso no garantiza que nadie esté seguro. And besides, who gets to determine which ideas are safe and which ones are dangerous? ¿Quién decide cuáles son las ideas peligrosas y las seguras? Now, I share that with you this morning, not because I want to really get into that particular debate and talk about safe spaces on the college level, safe spaces on the university level. No quiero hablar de los lugares seguros a nivel universitario, but rather, I would like for us today to consider the value of a safe space on a spiritual level. Quiero que hablemos de los lugares seguros a nivel Espiritual. And for that, then we go into the scripture that we've just looked at from Psalm number 91. And here in the first couple of verses, this psalm really makes a powerful claim. Hay una declaración poderosa en este salmo. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. El que habita al abrigo del Altísimo se acoge la sombra del Todopoderoso. I will say of the Lord... He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Yo le digo al Señor, tú eres mi refugio, mi fortaleza, el Dios en quien confío. In these opening verses, the, the anonymous writer of this psalm is, is making quite a statement. This is a bold declaration. It's really 
a, a profession of faith. Es una declaración de la fe. And basically this person is saying, you know what? Whoever seeks protection in the presence of God Almighty, that person will find a place of rest, a place of peace. Quien busca protección de Dios tiene un lugar de descanso y paz. And so this person is saying, I have decided that I am going to make God my refuge. I have decided that the Lord Almighty will be my safe space. El Señor será mi lugar seguro, mi refugio. Now that's quite a claim when you think about it. Es una gran declaración. I mean, does this mean then that if you believe in God, If you have a faith in the Lord, does that mean that you're going to be able to live in a world that is free from danger? That you'll be able to live in a world where there's no threats, no attacks, no difficulties, no pain, no death itself? Si crees en Dios quiere decir que no hay amenazas, no hay peligros, no hay problemas en la vida? Well, in case we're tempted to believe that, we read the rest of the psalm and it tells us something different. Verse 3 begins to, to correct that misinterpretation. El versículo 3 uh, corrige esa mala interpretación. It says, surely he, God, will save you from the fowler's snare. That's from the traps of those who hunt birds and from the deadly pestilence. Solo él puede librarte de las trampas del cazador y de mortíferas plagas. Notice, this doesn't say If you believe in God, you will never have to face any problems or dangers in life. No dice que no tendrás que enfrentar peligros. It doesn't say that. It, it doesn't say you'll never have attacks. You'll never have trauma. You'll never have temptation. You'll never have any, anything come against you. Nunca tendrá problemas o, 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 o ataques. No, it's saying that if you are trusting in the Lord and making the Lord your refuge, He will find a way to shepherd you, to rescue you, to save you in the midst of those things. Él te va a rescatar y a ayudar en medio de estas cosas. Verse 4, versículo 4. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Pues te cubrirá con sus plumas y bajo sus alas hallarás refugio. Su verdad será tu escudo y tu baluarte. The, the, the word picture that's being painted here is of God almost like a, a, a massive eagle, right? Dios es como un gran águila. And he's spreading out his wings over his children, his eaglets, people of faith, está estendiendo sus alas sobre sus aguiluchos and we're in his nest, so to speak. We're free from the hunters, free from the rains, or at least protected from those things happening all around us. Estamos protegidos de los cazadores, de, de las tempestades y tal. That's the picture of God protecting and extending his uh, protection. So Psalm 91 is, is not saying you will never face any problems or dangers. You will never be under attack. No dice que no vas a enfrentar peligros. You'll never be threatened. You'll never be in situations that you don't like. It's not saying that. However, it is saying that in the middle of those situations, 
you can have a confidence that comes from being connected from God en medio de las situaciones amenazadoras puedes tener una confianza en Dios you will have a reason to not be afraid and this is such an important thing because you see we live often especially in our modern life with the idea that we live in a world that is safe pensamos vivir en un mundo que es seguro but listen to what verses 5 and 6 says here You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. No temerás el terror de la noche, ni la flecha que vuela de día, ni la peste que acecha en las sombras, ni la plaga que destruye a mediodía. Does that sound like a description of a safe world? This is our world. This is not saying you will never have to live through any pandemics. And you will never have to be in situations where there are things coming against you. The, the, the picture that the psalm gives us here reminds me a little bit of those Lord of the Ring movies that came out uh, some years ago. I think it's been 15, 20 years now. Me, me hace recordar de las películas a Señor de los Anillos. Maybe you've seen them, maybe you've read the books, but in case you haven't, basically these movies are about this uh, dwarf-like creature named Frodo the Hobbit. Se trata un enano Frodo el Hobbit. And, and he's got a task, he's got a mission, he's got to take this ring, this ring that has cast a spell of evil over all the land, and he's supposed to take it up to this mountain of fire and throw it in and destroy it. Él tiene que destruir un, un anillo que ha hecho un hechizo sobre la tierra, un hechizo de mal. And as he's on his journey with this special, powerful ring, At every turn, things are bubbling up, problems. There are these ugly, monster-like creatures called orcs that just pop up out of nowhere all throughout the movie. You know, their, their swords start glowing when there's oak, orcs around. They're like, ah! You know, they're all over. Hay estos monstruos que se llaman orcas que, que, que se, se levantan. There are these massive bat-like creatures flying around called Nazgûls. Okay, what a name. Estos murciélagos grandes, and they threaten to just come right down and sweep up Frodo and his friends. And then there's this subhuman, ugly guy by the name of Gollum who's always tempting Frodo to take the easy way out. Give up the ring. Let me have it. You don't have to destroy it. Things are good enough. A esta criatura subhumana que le tienta darle el anillo para que no lo tenga que destruir. All these different things. Oh, and then, the, you know, probably my favorite, right? The eight-foot spider. There's a spider waiting for him on the path, ready to wrap him up in its web. Hay una gran araña que lo quiere atrapar en su telaraña. And, of course, the point that the movie is making is, I think, the same point that we're finding here in Psalm 91. And it is this. The world we live in, in case you've been deceived, is not a safe place. You think there's safe spots in this world? Germany is a beautiful place, isn't it? Oh, who wouldn't want to go, well, love to go to Germany and tour? Well, not this week because 170 people have died in a flood. En Alemania un, hubo un diluvio que mató a más de 150 personas. I was off on a country road one day in March. 
and I'm on the side of the road, minding my business, no cars for miles, right? Safe place. And as I'm looking down at my phone, the next thing I know, bam, I'm going in circles. My car does a 180-degree turn because an SUV slammed into it. I thought I was safe. Estaba a la vera del camino en marzo, un, un vehículo me, me da la vuelta, me choca. We live under the illusion that we're in a safe spot, that this world is a safe place. But here's the deal. Sin pops up everywhere. Hay pecado por todos lados. The Bible says that the devil is roaming about like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. El diablo ronda como un león rugiendo buscando a quien devorar. Death. Death is literally one breath away, one moment away at any point. We don't know. La muerte está a nuestro alcance siempre. World's not safe. Why? Because there's a spell over the land. There's a ring of sin, of a ring of evil, a ring of, of brokenness in the creation. We're not in Eden anymore, folks. That's the, that was the original safe place. It's gone. We're in this world. No estamos en Eden. Era el único lugar seguro. Estamos en un lugar donde hay un hechizo del mal. And yet, this psalm is trying to say to us, there is a way to be shielded from the evil in our world. There is a way to find a refuge in the storm. Hay una manera de estar protegido del mal de este mundo. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Podrán caer mil a tu izquierda, diez mil a tu derecha, pero a ti no te afectará. What we're looking for, for our safety, is not a physical space because there is none in this world. What this is talking about is a spiritual space. Se trata no de un lugar físico sino espiritual. Our security, our safety is not found in a place but rather in a person. Not in a location but rather in a relationship. Nuestro lugar seguro no está en un lugar, sino en una persona. Look at verses 9 and 10. If you make the Lord most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you, no disaster will come near your tent. Ya que has puesto al Señor por tu refugio, al Altísimo por tu protección, ningún mal habrá de sobrevenirte, ninguna calamidad llegará a tu hogar. It's so important that we read this psalm correctly. We need to, to read this in the way it's intended. Hay que leer bien lo que dice este salmo. Psalm 91 is not saying that you will never get hurt in life if you believe in God. It's not saying that. No dice que ningún mal te va a pasar si crees en Dios. It's not saying that people of faith never go through tragedy. That people who believe in God never suffer. People who believe in God never get cheated. People who believe in God never die. 
It's not saying that. No dice que los que son de Dios nunca sufren, nunca mueren. All of the things in this dangerous world that can happen to people who don't believe in God can happen to us too. And so if we're deceived, uh, if we're not careful, we can be deceived by this psalm. In fact, this is the psalm that, Je that the devil tried to use to deceive Jesus. El diablo intentó engañar a Jesús con este salmo. When Jesus was on the pinnacle of the temple, the devil said, throw yourself down. Tírate del templo, dijo el diablo a Jesús. Why? He quoted Psalm 91.11. For he, God, will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. You'll be safe, Jesus. You belong to God. You're a, a righteous one. You're a good person of faith. You know who God is. God will protect you. You won't get hurt if you throw yourself off the temple. El diablo dijo, porque él ordenará a sus ángeles que te cuiden en todos tus caminos. And Jesus' reply was basically this. He said, devil, you don't know what you're talking about. Faith is not about pretending that the laws of gravity do not exist. La fe no es pensar que no existe la gravedad. Faith is not pretending that, that somehow you've got this invisible shield around you and you can go through life like it's a video game. That you can never tempt fate and you can never tempt God and if you get hurt you can just hit a button and start all over again. That is not what faith is about. La fe no es, no es pensar que la vida es como un videojuego donde si te destruyen puedes comenzar de nuevo. That's not the point of Psalm 91. No es el punto. So what is the point? What's the point? Well, let's look at verses 14 through 16. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. Lo libraré porque se acoge a mí. Lo protegeré porque reconoce mi nombre. He will call on me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. Me invocará y le responderé. Estaré con él en momentos de angustia. With Long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Lo comaré con muchos años de vida y le haré gozar de mi salvación. You see, our safety, the safety it's talking about here is not in a place. The safety this is talking about is in a person. La seguridad nuestra no está en un lugar sino en una persona. The long life this is talking about is not necessarily physical life. It's talking about something spiritual here. You see, unlike the Lord of the Rings movie, we can't destroy the spell of evil and sin over our world. We can't take a little ring up to the mountain and throw it in. It doesn't work that way. No podemos destruir el hechizo de mal en el mundo. Nosotros no podemos. We don't have that power. But there is someone else who went up to the hill to destroy the curse of sin and hell and death. In Mark 8.35, Jesus kind of sets this all up for us. Marcos 8.35, he says, here's the thing. 
Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. El que quiera salvar su vida la perderá. In other words, if you're looking for a guarantee in this world, you're looking to set yourself up in a place in this world where you have all the money you need and you have all the, the housing and clothing and all the protection and you may have an army around you. If you think you can find your ultimate security in this life and in this world, you are sadly mistaken. You still die in the end because we're under a spell. Te puede proteger con toda la cosa de este mundo y todavía vas a morir. What looks like the safest thing for you to do is to get a guarantee here and now is actually the most dangerous thing to do. Es la cosa más peligrosa. But Jesus says, whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. El que pierda su vida por mi causa y por el evangelio la salvará. In other words, What looks like the most dangerous thing is actually the safest thing. What looks like the most dangerous thing is to give your life up to God. To surrender everything to Him. Rendir tu vida a Dios parece la cosa más peligrosa, pero la más segura. That's the safest thing you and I can ever do. And so Psalm 91 here is not a prayer for, like I said before, creating some sort of invisible shield around us so we will never be hurt by life. That's not what it's about. No se trate una protección para que la vida no nos lastime. It's a prayer that's really pointing us to something. It's pointing us to God as our ultimate security, our final security, our only comfort in life and in death is that we belong to Jesus Christ. Nuestro único consuelo está en Dios. And, and, and so in this world that is often dangerous and deadly, prayer is an opportunity to recognize that God is our safe space. Dios en nuestro lugar seguro. We are ultimately protected because God's son died unprotected on the cross for you and me. Somos protegidos porque el Hijo de Dios murió sin protección en la cruz. Jesus Christ is our safe space because he went to the most dangerous place ever. The one place you and I could not survive. He went to the place of the cross. He went to the place of eternal condemnation, eternal punishment, eternal shame, eternal destruction, eternal death, and he went there for you and me. Jesús fue a la cruz, el lugar más peligroso, el lugar de condena eterna, muerte eterna, castigo eterno. And he has delivered us from the things that can ultimately destroy us. Sin, hell, Satan, eternal death. Nos libra del pecado, Satanás, el infierno, la muerte eterna. And that's why Jesus, he says something amazing. He says, I, in John 10, 28, he says, I give them eternal life and no one can snatch them out of my hand. That's a safe spot. Les doy vida eterna y nada me las pueden arrebatar de la mano. He said it in another place. This is, this is weird, but if you listen to it, you say, wow. Jesus says in John 11, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Yo sé la resurrección la vida, dice Jesús. He who believes in me, even though he dies, he will live. What? El que crea en mí aunque muera vivirá. 
See, the worst thing that could happen to you and me is not that we get injured or even that we die physically. The worst thing that could happen is we die eternally. So even if you believe in me, even if you die physically, you will live. You're safe. You're forever with me. Aunque mueras físicamente, estás conmigo siempre. That's good news. We are in his hand in this dangerous world. I talked about Job last month in this series too. You remember the story of Job in the Old Testament? He, he had everything and then he lost it all. And that can happen to any of us at any point. Job lost his family, his health, his crops, his friends, his health. Job en el Antiguo Testamento lo perdió todo, su, sus cosechas, su familia, su salud, etc. He lost it all. And yet, Job could say something that just astounds me. If you look at Job 13, 15, Job 13, 15, Listen to this. He says, though he slay me, though God kill me, yet I will hope in him. Aunque Dios me mate, en él esperaré. Somehow Job understood that the worst thing that could happen to him was not anything on this earth. Anything you suffer on this earth is just temporary. Lo que sufrimos aquí es temporal. And so he could say, you know what? Even if all the worst in this life happens to me, even if I end up dying, somehow I believe that this will turn out for my deliverance. Aun si muera, en alguna forma esto me va a librar. Can you say that? Can you say that no matter what might happen in this life, God has you? And you have that security in Christ. Puedes decir que tu seguridad está en Cristo. Everything else can be stripped away, but that's the one thing that cannot be taken away. Eso es lo que no se te puede arrebatar. Van Jones is a uh, political commentator on TV. Um, the name might be familiar to some of you. You may have heard of him. Van Jones es un comentarista político. Um, I don't follow him really much, and I, I don't know. I don't know much about his viewpoints. I probably wouldn't agree with him on everything that he says. No estoy de acuerdo con él en todo, supongo. But he said something that I really like. He, he was talking to college students about this whole safe space thing. Estaba hablando acerca de esos lugares seguros. He said, here's the deal, young people. I don't want you to be safe. I want you to be strong. No quiero que estés seguro, quiero que, estés, que seas fuerte. I'm not going to pave the jungle for you and make it easier for you. No te voy a acomodar en la selva a tu gusto. No, I'm not going to take the weights out of the gym because that's what the gym is for. No voy a sacar las pesas del gimnasio, para eso son los gimnasios. I like that. And I think in a sense that's what we're, we're getting here out of Psalm 91. God's ultimate goal with you and with me is not to always protect us. Now, he does a lot. How many accidents have we avoided that we didn't even know about where God's protecting hand was there? Does God protect us? I will say, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. Dios me protege. But God's ultimate goal is not to protect you so you will never have any suffering or problems in life. God isn't interested always in our safety. He wants us to be strong. Dios quiere que estemos seguros. He wants us to grow and mature to the point where we place our only and ultimate trust in Jesus Christ, His Son, as our only comfort in life and in death. 
Él quiere que confiemos en el Señor Jesucristo como nuestro único consuelo. This world's our gym, folks. El mundo es el gimnasio. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, you can look it up later, it says that our light and momentary troubles, anything in this life is light and momentary, it is actually like weight training. It's like getting us strong and mature. It says it's preparing us to handle the heavy weight of eternal glory. It will be heavy to be in the presence of God Almighty forever and ever. You better be strong and ready for that. It will be too much otherwise. And that's where we are. We're in the gym. Nuestros problemas de esta vida estamos preparándonos, están preparándonos para soportar el peso de la gloria de Dios. God's not going to take the weights out of the gym. And it's not going to do that. That's what the gym is for. Dios no va a sacar las pesas de gimnasio. So I highly recommend this psalm to you. In fact, this week I want to invite you, encourage you to read this psalm as a prayer. Read it out loud as a profession of faith. Quiero que lean este salmo. In fact, there are other psalms I want to recommend to you uh, that talk about God as our refuge, God as our strength. Hay otros salmos. One of them is Psalm number 46. Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And in fact, where I'd like us to land today is to, to use this psalm, Psalm 46, as our profession of faith. Quiero que este Salmo 46 sea nuestra profesión de fe. So what I'd like to do is invite you to stand right now. It's bilingual, and I'd just like to read it through with you, and I want you to absorb this, the faith of this prayer, the faith of this declaration, which I believe is right in harmony with Psalm number 91. Esto está en armonía con el Salmo 91. Así que leamos todos en voz alta. So let's read it all together, and uh, if you can, read it from the heart. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Dios es nuestro amparo y nuestra fortaleza, nuestra ayuda segura en momentos de angustia. Por eso, no temeremos aunque se desmorone la tierra y las montañas se hundan en el fondo del mar. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Hay un río cuyas corrientes alegran la ciudad de Dios, la santa habitación del Altísimo. Dios está en ella. La ciudad no caerá. Al rayar el alba, Dios le brindará su ayuda. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. El Señor Todopoderoso está con nosotros. Nuestro refugio es el Dios de Jacob. Lord God, this morning, this is what we want to affirm. That as we step into another week, there will be dangers, there will be pressures, problems, stresses. Esta semana ciertamente habrá peligros y estreses y problemas. But Lord, we want to be held in that place of security in you. 
We want to live in that place. It's not a physical place, but it's a place of connection with you. Queremos estar en ese lugar seguro contigo. Teach us in prayer to go to you often. That prayer can be not just when we bow our heads and fold our hands, but it can be when we're driving along and a car cuts in front of us and we just say, oh God, you are there. Estás con nosotros cuando nos doblamos las rodillas a orar, pero cuando corta, nos corta un coche también, un carro, podemos orar. May prayer just be that attitude that we have of, of being in your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus Christ, that you are our refuge and our strength. We give our lives to you, body, soul, and spirit. Damos nuestra vida a ti, cuerpo, alma, y espíritu. Keep us in your care, we pray. In Jesus' name, en el nombre del Señor Jesús, oramos. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.